It's the worst. It's like reaching down to pet a cat that turns out to be a Tasmanian devil, or a giant spider, or a Tasmanian devil with eight legs and venom in its bite. At some point, you gotta ask yourself, why would you let one of those creatures in your home? Now come to think of it, that sounds like a cat my neighbor used to own. But that's what magic is. You think you can tame it, or use it to get what you want, but it's a tricky beast. Let me tell you a story about magic. It's got time travel, karaoke, and the greatest bacon and egg sandwich in the world. It was the day me and Threadripper had to clear out a pile of undead dancers from the Sask Express building. At the Sask Express studio, me and Threadripper were creeping around. We'd been hired by the director to put some ornery spirits to rest. The pandemic had shut down the building for a spell, but sometimes empty buildings get lonely. Without any flesh or blood thespians, can I say that on the radio? Cool. To do their triple threat routines, old spirits start showing up. I had Threadripper with me for the job. She's a tech pixie. She's smart, fast, and always has a spell handy when my phone goes dead or needs a Wi-Fi connection. She's the associates in Finn Valentine and Associates. Okay, boss, we're coming up to the theater. My EMF meter is flipping out. It's totally theater ghosts. In a theater. Right. Hand me the thingy thing. That ghost catching ball you came up with. It's a Pixie Tech Organic Kinetic Energizer. Get it right. A Pokeball? Just press the button, throw it at the strongest ghost, and it will snatch up every other spirit in the area. I should have charged up my tattoos. You can't afford to get your ink touched up. Shh. I think they're active. Dread, go take a look. Aw, is Valentine afraid of a widow ghost? No, I'm afraid of Sask Express. I got stuck at a corporate event once and they put on highlights from Oklahoma. <laughs> I still have nightmares. Let's take a look. Me and Thread open the theater door quiet as possible. I'm honestly worried there'll be a ghost usher at the entrance, but we're in luck. Up on the stage, there's a troop of pale spirits in sparkling outfits. They're twirling and kicking like a troop from hell's cheesiest disco. There's a ridiculously bubbly woman with a tower of bleach blonde hair at the foot of the stage, clapping and calling along. Come on, everybody! And four. One more time. This number is the showstopper. Uh, we've been practicing this number for 20 years. Can we have a break? We'll take a break when you get your routine right. We have three corporate fundraisers and a school tour coming up. We really don't. Are you ready for Freddy Thread? Because here it goes. Um... Valentine, or should I say spaghetti arms? You need to be closer to the spirits before you throw the ball. Ah, oh, crap. Ooh, is that an audience? Come out, come closer. We should eat them. Right, starving spirits. They starve themselves in life, so now they hunger and death. When you've got one of these creatures haunting your home, they're always cleaning out your fridge. Greetings, boys and girls. I'm here to clean out an infestation. 
You triple threats are going to have to move on to the next plane of existence. I'd be happy to relocate you to the great dance hall of the beyond. First class with all the perks. Go on now. Get. Go towards the light. Oh, whatever. It took years to raise the funds for this venue. So many corporate dinners. So many musical medleys. We're not giving this place up. Bubbly's face contorts into a snarl as she launches herself at me. I'm ready for angry ghosts. My shield ink is charged up. A set of inked wings that extend from my shoulders, wrapping around me in thread. Bubbly thrashes against my wings, tangling herself in the lines and whirls of ink. I throw the ball right at Bubbly. It splits open and fires a beam of energy at the shrinking spirit. The ghost lights up and explodes into a shower of sequins. Ah, great. Sequins and ectoplasm all over my duster. That's never cut out. Thread, you promised no more exploding tech. <laughs> Valentine, you look like the most glittery guy at the ball. <laughs> Here, have some ectoplasm. Oh, Valentine, this is not electrostatic friendly. Thank you so much. She hasn't given us a break since 2005. Anytime. How can we ever repay you? Uh, you could pass on that whole eating us business and move on to the next life. Oh, well, anything but not eating you. That's definitely happening. Wait, you're the main spirit? We figured it was the blonde. Other ball, other ball, other ball, hand me the other ball, Fred! What other ball? I only made one! I've got nothing, Thread. I'm open to suggestions. Uh, find two cute guys with a 67 Impala and good tasty music. Ha, ha, ha. Just close your eyes, Thread. I clap my hands together, setting off my Dazzler tattoo. The spell makes an impressive flash and a boom that shakes some dust off the rafters. I rush at the gloomy girl, placing a hand on her forehead. The chill passes through me, freezing me in my very core. I start to chant old, dead words. It comes out like a mix of animal snarls, wither through dried branches, spider legs over old bones. Heat belches from my palm, filling and devouring the trembling spirit. She gets in one last look at me, a ghost eye filled with fear. The flames laugh as they consume her. Not even a hungry ghost deserves this kind of death. The other ghosts flicker and vanish. Buzz, what was that? I didn't know you could vanish spirits like that. Magic. What were those words? What were they? Oh my goodness, was that some sort of emergency spell from Anne? It was just a one-off. We're good. We got Anne's magic. And nothing happened. I stuffed my hands in the pockets of my duster so Thread can't see how badly they're shaken. I'm going to be sick very soon. Old magics. Old Tasmanian spider cats. The worst. Settle up. With the building owner for me, I'm gonna go pick sequins out of places no sequins should ever be. Oh, boss! T.M.I. Back at the office, I'm sweeping up sequins for what feels like the tenth bloody time! Shredripper has her nose buried in a very rousing session of Animal Crossing. Thread, we've got a client. Or a debt collector. Or a process server. Either way, I need you to put that game down. 
Come on, Valentine. Nook needs his bells. Is... Is that a euphemism? Never mind. At least get your glamour on. Yeah, yeah. The door opens and a woman walks in, wrapped in some dress that looks like an education in Italian. She locks eyes and her gaze looks like more money than I'll see in a year. I adjust my rights accordingly. Finn... Valentine. Valentine, ma'am. Just like it's spelled on the door. Oh, I thought... Well, never mind, Mr. Valentine. My name is Barbara Hall. I've been told you're good at finding lost objects. If it exists, I can find it. I must warn you, I charge double for imaginary items, wild goose chases, and lost socks. You're a funny man, Mr. Valentine. I don't mean to be. My husband was a funny man. Was funny? You're saying he lost his sense of humor? At the very moment he lost his life, I imagine. Oh, um, sorry for your loss. Oh, don't be. I have a unique request, Mr. Valentine. I specialize in the unique, Miss Hall. There is an item of great value to me. A leather wallet with a photo and a note from my late husband. Certainly. When did you last see the item? August 1st, 1992. There's something familiar about that date. It triggers a memory in me, more like a sense impression. Smoke? A voice? A name? Fred puts down her game finally. It sounds like it's going to take a bit of digging. Maybe a trip to Antique Village. That's quite some time ago, but it's not impossible. Do you have a last known location? Room 307. Plains Hotel. What? The Plains? Or Albert and Victoria? Why, yes. <laughs> Miss Hall, the Plains was demolished years ago. The staff are scattered to the wind. I don't know how you expect me to track down a wallet with some photos. You misunderstand me, Mr. Valentine. There is only one time and place that you will find it. August 1st, 1992, room 307. That is the night it was lost, and that is the night it must be taken from. Look. I don't know how you found my number, but I don't have a DeLorean or a blue phone box, so I don't see how I can help you. I will pay you $25,000 cashier's check. Holy shnikes! I see you know a little more about me than I thought. Let me get you my standard contract. Supernatural indemnity, shift to security contingency, and general waiver against any damages incurred to your astral or physical body. It's none of my business, Miss Hall, but what's so important about this item? You know, it strikes me as a sentimental type. You're right, Mr. Valentine. It is not your business. But I trust you will retrieve it for me. She stands up and brushes the dust off her dress then exits my office, leaving an expensive flowery scent behind her. It improves the ambiance by at least a hundred bucks. How do we find this photo, boss? Last I checked, we can't time travel. No, Thread. We can't travel in time. 
We just need to find a building that will do it for us. Flack? So good to hear your voice. Hey, cooling in that favor, can I borrow Reza? A few hours later, I'm outside an off-sale on Scar Street. Reza's lounging by the fence, dressed in her finest battle vest, with her hair tied back and a set of neon pink pigtails. Always dressed to impress our Reza. Reza's a shifter, part of a faction of supernatural creatures that live in the Queen City. When things get a little crazy, she can swap her human-looking body for an angry giant ferret. Now, I know what you're thinking, but don't laugh. It's terrifying. Hey there, Valentine. You sure about this? I'm paying Flack five grand and a signed copy of Saga by Staples for this token. Let's take advantage of this while we can. Reza produces an ancient punch card from a vest pocket and passes it to me. The old business name is emblazoned on the top of the card. Roka Jacks. The greatest coffee shop that ever was. I kissed the love of my life outside that place one night years ago. So I just walk in holding this card and since it's got 10 stamps I can see the man. Yep, he knows we're coming. We? You think you're going on this mission alone? Time travel is suicidally stupid, Valentine. Flack told me to tag along on this job and make sure you don't ruin the timeline forever. I had to admit, Reza offering to come along on the mission was a surprise. I'd left Ripper behind because I wasn't sure how a Wi-Fi addicted, tech-fueled supernatural would fare in the Stone Ages of 1992. With my luck, the old dial-up system would put her in permanent slow motion. Shifters, on the other hand, are old magic. I know Flax old. You know, beard and axe and blood eagle old. So having Reza along wouldn't be the worst thing. Besides, much as she hates me sometimes, she's always good to have in my corner. As long as she doesn't start too much trouble. That's a ferret with anger issues. We step into the off-sale. I was expecting tacky green walls and overpriced whiskey. Instead, I'm in Roka Jacks, just as I remember it from 20 years ago. The walls are covered in local art and the furniture is old crates and couches. Magic types are hanging out at small round cafe tables, sipping lattes and things taller than venti's. And the inked goddess is sitting at a corner table waiting for someone to show. She's so deep into her sketch pad that she doesn't even notice me. I'm a little offended. Over on the couch is a rival of mine, a bloke who calls himself the Great Dead Detective, a zombie with a nasty caffeine habit downing one of his many espressos of the day. He grins at me through yellowed teeth. I swear the bugger stole my greatcoat style. Reza follows me up to the counter. A tall, pale man with matted black hair stares at me through eyes that never seem to focus on anything. His skin is a pale, ashy grey like he ain't seen the sun in years. This is the decaffeinated god. He was a big fan of the old coffee shop that used to stand here. When it closed down, his passion for the place gave life to Roka Jacks once more. Now, it exists outside of time. Decaf looks at me with his bloodshot eyes. It's a mite uncomfortable being under a god's microscope. Finn Valentine, private investigator, debtor to the abyss. Don't tell me. Let me think. Ah, a triple red eye with a shot of Jameson's. You are such a cliche, Valentine. Rizzo White Flash, 
first hound of the shifters, Nether Ferret. Caramel macchiato with chocolate syrup, sprinkles, and whipped cream, and a toffee crumble on top. Better a cliche than whatever the hell that is. Shifters burn calories. It's tactical. Decaf reaches out a bony hand for my punch card, and I give him the card. It burns up in his palm, and he dumps the ashes into an espresso shot. Thank you. Tell Flack that services have been paid for, and all the tributes fulfilled. Now, how can the decaffeinated god help you? I need a day in the past. Always. The ashes never sing songs of fire, yet they're ready to leap into the pit at a moment's notice. All do respect your godhood, but if you're going to talk like that, I think you should throw in a cardboard tasting cookie for free. Please take your complimentary zero-day cookie. You want to go back in time to retrieve a relic for a client? You got it. Curious. You're going to a place most should not return to. Especially you, Finn Valentine. For 25 grand, I'll risk a great deal. Wait, is that a general kind of beware monsters warning? Or is there a hazard for Junkie Pan here? He carries a tortured memory from that time. A love lost. It left a stain on him, much like an old coffee ring. Now, an agreement. This spell will give you a day in the time and place you desire. Please spend that time wisely. And I cannot stress this enough. Do not try to fix what is broken. And of course, leave a tip. The decaffeinated god passes us two mugs, a frothy chocolate thing for Reza, and a pool of motor oil blackness for me. I'll give it a sniff. Oi, don't forget a splash of the old country. Very well. But it will ruin that beautiful black liquid. Sluncher. Let's take a seat on the sofa and finish our drinks. I want to get started on this one. I've got 25,000 dogs barking at me. Finish the drink, and the magic takes effect. So, Valentine, what was that skeleton of a god talking about? A love lost? Let me guess. You were a punk. She did ballet. That's a little bit obvious, Ree. Her name is... It was... Katarina. No kidding. Aw, I can picture you and her together going for burgers, sharing a malt. She's gone now. <coughs> Christ, this drink gets nasty with every sip. I chug the rest like a college frat party. The world twists and warps around me and Reza. Time travel. Feels like a tilt-a-well and smells like... Freshly ground coffee. The last thing I see before I pass out is Reza pulling down a set of welder's goggles over her eyes. Reza will weld the world together, I think. Or did I say that out loud? I wake up with the taste of dirt in my mouth. I'm face down in Victoria Park in a pile of coffee grounds. Razor's propped up against a tree. Her welder's goggles are covered in what looked like powdered sugar. Wake up, my ferret friend. We've got a photo to find. Uh, 
sorry. You know what? He did it. Also, we're back in the 90s. Everyone's in flannel and their haircuts are a crime. Oh, hey, there's the Novia Cafe. Never doubt the decap god. Get your punch card and he can do some pretty cool stuff. Last one Flack filled out, he got the ship that let him make the journey to North America. And he spends his days here? He says that he likes the craft beer scene. But I think he just likes to say he got his stuff from Rebellion. It's a Viking thing. So, Reza, are you hungry? I'm a little peckish. What? We have a job to do, Valentine. There's no time for lunch. Razor White Flash, we have landed in a time of unimaginable riches. Right now, the quality tea room is open. The best bacon and egg sandwiches and the worst coffee you can even smoke inside. That is literally the most disgusting thing I have ever heard. Look, I can't do my job on an empty stomach. What? No, come back here. You said excuse for, for, for everything. There are few things in life worth breaking the laws of quantum physics for, but the quality tea rooms is one of them. Old chairs and booths, the permanent stink of smoke, and old cards of Bible verses on the wall reminding you what a depraved sinner you are. And the greatest greasy breakfast you'll ever have. You are absolutely kidding me. Don't knock it, Reza. Back in the day, this was my favorite hangout. Wait. I ignore Reza and sworn in. A cloud of cigarette smoke greets me like an old friend. I inhale happily and look to see if my favorite booth is occupied. And it is occupied. By me. 28 years younger and stupider, but it's me. You did not think this through. It's not the worst part. What could be worse than running into your past self? How about running into my girlfriend? Valentine? I turn around and there she is. Hair in a ponytail, paint spattered across her crass t-shirt, a leather jacket on her shoulders. My leather jacket. Katarina. I gawp at her like an idiot. Reza's frozen beside me. Sorry, I thought you were my... Are you related to Finn Valentine? You could say that, yeah. I'm his, uh, uncle. I'm in town for a few days. Are you here to have breakfast with us? Come sit. She brushes in front of me and I smell a trace of white musk. I never liked the smell, but it brings tears to my eyes now. I glance at Reza and she mouths something to me. It looks like, you idiot. But we slide to the booth anyway and young me looks up. I make a shushing motion and give him a clap on the shoulder. Finn, I found your uncle at the door. He's spitting image of you. Yeah. Connor Valentine thought I'd stop by and say hello. Oh, this is Reza. She's from the Netherlands. Doesn't speak much English. Hello. That's how you say hello in Dutch? Really? I love your hair. Dunk. Hit his blows. What, um, what are you doing in town, Uncle? I have a job to do for a client. Finding a lost item. She left it here in the Queen City, so I booked a flight. Visiting here makes me feel like I've traveled back in time, if you know what I mean. Huh. I didn't know that was possible. You'll find there are many surprises waiting for you as you get older. Yeah, like wearing a duster in midsummer. So you're a private investigator? Right the first time, lass. That sounds exciting. I'm getting my BFA. Finn wants to open a garage. What? I mean, Verkunlik. Fixing up motorcycles and so on. I get it. 
So what's the item you're tracking down? It's a photo of the woman and her husband. He's passed on. It's something to remember him by, I guess. It's a nice change of pace from my usual jobs. Cheating spouses, petty thievery, and so on. You two should come by our apartment. It's just around the corner. God's below the old place. There's a one-bedroom hole in the wall above O'Malley's. Cat did amazing things with it. Murals on every wall and fairy lights in every room. A cluttered mess, but it was home. I don't know if we'll have the time today. We've got a thing coming up in a few hours. Oh, shoot. What time is it? I have to head there right now. Connor, Riza, it was so nice to meet you. Come pay us a visit if you have time while you're in town. So, why are you here? I'm guessing the quality tea room is around 50 years in the future. F 50? 50? Oh my gods, try 30. Maybe you should lay off the sauce then. We won't and you know it. Oh, and the quality closed down years ago. Enjoy it while it's here. Why do I have so many damn tattoos? He doesn't know about the tattoos? Look, lad, I don't... I know what you've got coming up tonight. And I need you to lay off. Valentine, what are you talking about? This is not why we came here. Look, Reza, this is important. I already paid for the reagents and the paint, and the circle is ready. Besides, if you're still around, that means I don't botch it too badly. Believe me, you botch it. That would explain the state you're in now. I'll double check the work. Strengthen the circles. Thanks for the heads up. You don't get it. You, me, we are so in over our heads here. You're trying to contain a nuke. This one, it's beyond us. I swear, Valentine, I'm going to kill you. Looks like a lot of things are beyond you these days, old man. I've got this cased. Thanks for the warning. Younger me gets up and gives me a look of contempt. It's all arrogance and overconfidence. He's got the look of someone who thinks the world is easy just because he hasn't lost yet. But he will. Side note, was I always a prick? I have to hand it to you, Valentine. Only you could break time itself before lunch. Insult me later. Right now, I've got to help that pillock. Let's go see the ink goddess. Waitress, we're ready for the bill. Just bring the machine. The what? Oh, hells. Uh, Reza, do you have any cash? Preferably old school paper money. I hate you so much. Yeah, me too. And thanked goddess. She has a shop called the Neon Crossing. It's impossible to find, but if you need it, it'll somehow show up in front of you. Lucky for me, I needed Anne desperately. Anne helps people. The depressed, the desperate, the traumatized. She's one of the only supernatural beings in the city who will truck with humans. We found the door on 13th Avenue, somehow occupying the same space as Mullen's hardware. Anne's in for a surprise. Imagine getting a visit from a good friend. Only older and drunker. Here's the thing. Anne and myself... Uh, how do I put this? We haven't met yet. I'm going to have to introduce myself. Hello, Fingal. Maybe not. I uh, don't know what you're doing here, but this is wrong. You're the wrong Valentine in the wrong time. I, I, I can't help you. I see now. The shop was waiting for younger Finn, wasn't it? And please, I need to stop my younger self from making a really bad decision. 
Look, you gave me these tattoos and crafted the magic I use. I need your help, Anne. You... you want to help your younger self out of a bad decision. You won't be the same. There's a chance you may not even exist. I get it. It might back to the future me out of existence, but that's something I can live with. Very well. You owe me, Finn Valentine. Can you put it on my tab? I promise I'll settle up with you in 30 years. Anne, Reza, and I approach my old building. My ink is charged and almost glowing. Our only play is to persuade my younger self not to do the summoning ritual. I'm hoping Anne will help talk about it. Failing that, I'll knock him out and take his magic supplies. Ash and hells, the magic is so thick around the building that I stumble. Even Reza takes a step back. Gods, Valentine, what did you do? I screwed up back then, Reza. I think I talked myself into making it even worse. Magic is pulsing out in concentric circles from my building. I hear dogs howling around the neighborhood. No one in Cathedral is going to sleep well tonight. Younger me decided to start the ritual early. Probably to outfox me just in case I stepped in. Reza, best put on your gear. <laughs> Reza barks out a laugh and calls on her other body from the nether. A six-foot fairy with white hair and blood-red eyes pops into existence. Sharp claws and schools of teeth glint out of the gloom of a narrow moor. Reza takes the lead into the apartment building. Nauseating waves of magic are rolling down the hallway. I balance myself on the closest wall. Every tattoo burning as they try to warn me that something bad is here and we should go now. Younger me stumbles out the door, panic on his face. Just look at someone watching his future crash over him. I need help. You gotta help me. I push past him. I don't need to hear him explain the situation. I've lived it. I know what I'm gonna see. I just didn't think I'd have to see it twice. I figured I could just improve her circle. It would make her safe. Memory is kind. It leaves you with vague impressions, but it edits out the nasty details. This time, I'm getting the full, horrible replay. Tendrils of bright purple smoke hold Katarina over a broken salt subcore. She's struggling to scream, but the tendrils are flowing into her mouth and nose. With seconds, I... Katarina! She focuses on me. I'll watch helplessly as it happens again. I'm sorry. Katarina opens her eyes and focuses on us. Her eyes used to have this spark of curiosity and warmth. Now they gaze on us. Cold and sharp like she's sizing up prey. She takes a wary step forward and the sound of her sketchbook crumpling underfoot draws her attention. She kicks it aside. It's Kat's most prized possession. And to the entity behind Kat's face, it's garbage. She begins to speak. There's no longer Kat's voice. Oh, I wouldn't bother, old man. It's done. I am here. I am in Vassery. And that is all. And... Please say you got something for this. <gasps> Tell him, demigoddess. No, Finn, I... I can't help with this. 
If this body had the inked goddess's work on her flesh, she could pull me out. Maybe. But she has no power here. <laughs> I'm going to make your life on this plane miserable. No, boy. You cannot touch me without killing this body. But I can offer you something in return. You hold ancient abyssal magic within yourself. You can reach into the abyss and pull out more of us. I can grant you untold power. Just call my legions forth. Younger me is working up to a blast of angry magic, which I know from experience will just bounce off this creature like a squirt gun against the ocean. Reza looks at me and I shake my head no. It's too risky. I can't risk hurting Katarina's body. She can still be alive in there somewhere. And grabs younger me's arm and draws a simple mark on his skin. Still have that mark. It tingles a bit now. You will not. I cannot harm you, demon, but I can protect the ones I love. Finn Valentine is under my protection. It does not matter. I am Invasory. Eventually, he will agree to trade this Katarina and open a gate for my family. There are so many of us, and they are so hungry. Guess again. I never agree to your deal. You are powerful, Valentine. But you are... What is the human term for it? Kind of thick. I exist in your time as well. You will agree to my terms eventually. But right now I have an appointment. Just arrived and already my dance card is full. Who is that? She walks past us. Like with nothing. And we are to this demon. That was the worst thing. The utter helplessness. The knowledge that I couldn't have done anything then. And I can't do anything now. On her way out, Invasory whispers something into Anne's ear. And then she's gone. I look over at Reza. She's already back in her human form. That really, really sucked. I'll talk to him. Younger you needs my help now. The mark I made will help him forget about you and Riza. It'll just... pull a curtain over the memory. Come on, Drunky Pan. We've got a few hours left. Let's at least do the job we're being paid to do. I look at myself, slumped in the corner. and places a hand on my shoulder. His shoulder. She's given me the same talk she gave me so many years ago. Telling me she can help. Giving me the tools to do what comes next. The next 72 hours I knew would be a marathon tattoo session. Creating my spellbook and making sure I never had to call on that old magic. Sorry, Valentine. That looked terrible. Don't worry about me. I'll be alright. What? No. I'm not sorry for you. You blundered ahead with magic you didn't understand and got your girlfriend possessed. It should have been you, Valentine, and said someone else pays for your mistakes. I tried to make it right, though. Give me that much, would you? Here's what I'll give you. 
You pulled me into your problems. Then you pulled Anne into them. I can live with being used by you, Valentine, but Anne is the best friend you will ever have. You picked her up and treated her like a tool to get what you wanted. And you couldn't even pull it off. You're a special case you are. Come on. We're burning daylight. Let's get to the Plains and do the job. The Plains Hotel. That great eyesore at the corner of Victoria and Albert. Built in the 50s when a fancy room would run you nine bucks a night. We used to spend Saturdays at the bar listening to Donnie and the Moondogs. Wednesday was all about singing karaoke and getting sozzled until the lights come on. Some nights I ended up in one of the rooms with a quality someone, but mostly we all poured ourselves out onto the sidewalk in search of sleep or another drink. Some nights we would just wander the streets and watch the sky pick itself up for another day. Ten years ago, they tore it all down and dug a giant hole for a set of condos that never materialised. They filled it in, dug it up and did it all over again. Now it's a parking lot. Nobody knows this, but the reason the condos never got built is they nicked a ley line and all kinds of weird magic burst out. We were exercising ghosts for years. The planes. Gone forever. But here it is. That's magic for you. Smells worse than I remember. Can I help you, sir? Oh yeah, I'm just meeting a friend. Room number? 307. Allow me to call up. Hmm. No answer. You're welcome to wait here or have a drink in the lounge. I'd, I'd like to surprise my friend, you see. It's their birthday. Will that work? What? Oh, gods. Reza, can you persuade our friend here? Reza does a little I dream of genie wink and brings her ferret form out. Six feet of wild animal is suddenly looming over the night clerk. He makes a sound that sounds like a polite laugh and passes out. I reach over his body and grab the key. Actual room keys? It's like we're in the 40s or something. The third floor hallway is even nastier than I remember. Carpet squishes under our feet as we walk. Angry voices are coming from one of the rooms. Well, one angry voice. A woman's. And a man who sounds like he's about to soil his pants. A woman comes running out the room. She's got blood and bits of something brain-like in her blonde hair. It's Barbara Hall. Hall stops short and stares at us. She's covered in blood. You can see her eyes dart back and forth as she tries to work up an explanation. I whip out my card from my pocket and hold it out. Don't worry, ma'am. Whatever happened is none of our business. Front desk clerk has passed out. If you move quickly, you'll be fine. Take my card. Sorry, Mr... Villantine. Finn Villantine. She picks the card from my hands like it's a biohazard. Which, I mean, fair. A noise from another room stiles her out of a trance. She gives me and Reza one more look before fleeing down the hall. We need to move. Now. We case the room too sweet. The leather wallet is lodged between the nightstand and the wall. There's a gun in the corner by the lamp. On the bed... Well... Best not to dwell on that. A naked and well-ventilated couple. Presumably it's Miss Hall's now humorless husband and his mistress. Okay, got the item. Best to pick up the gun as well. Don't want our client going to jail. So you spill coffee? Come in. Hello, Mr. Valentine. I 
trust you have the item I was looking for? Yeah. I'll take the cashier's check and my job will be done. She plucks the check from her purse and hands it to me like she's handing a used napkin to a waiter. It's the exact gesture from the night in the hotel, but in reverse. I hand her the wallet. I will need a pin as well, Mr. Valentine. She pulls the photo out and inspects the image briefly. As she flips it over, lets out a small, satisfied grunt at what she sees. She writes something down and drops the photo in the garbage. Not much of a sentimental attachment to that photo after all. Oh no. That photo had account numbers on the back. A fortune hidden away from me for 30 years. Here I thought you wanted to retrieve a cherished memory. <laughs> You're either a romantic or hopelessly naive, Mr. Valentine. Wait. Is that why you shot your husband? All this time I thought it was a crime of passion. I reserve my passion for the things that deserve it. Yeah, well, you forgot something. I pulled out the gun, nicely tucked away in a plastic bag. The blood goes out of her face as she puts it together. All right, Mr. Valentine. I see we're not done negotiating. What do you want for the gun? I would say it's... priceless. Whatever you think you're doing... Don't. See, I let you get away with something 30 years ago because I thought you'd made a mistake. Everyone deserves a second chance, yeah. But the only mistake you made was running out of there and leaving that photograph behind. Well, that and this gun. If you go to the police, I will make your life miserable. Get in line. I'm a man of constant sorrows, acquainted with misery. Enjoy what freedom you have left, Miss Hall. You've made yourself an enemy, Mr. Valentine. Is it Tuesday already? Hey, boss. Good for you. Yeah, I'm a regular saint. Three, can you let me a tenner? I'm out of smokes. You have been listening to The Graveyard Tapes, Episode 2, The Lost Photo. Written by Dustin Gray and Aidan Morgan. Edited by James Nichols, Angela Dumalag, and Nikki Ewart. With Chase Hunter as Valentine. Rick the Whitebird as Threadripper. Casey as the choreographer. Pam Torgumson as the gloomy dancer. Brianna Jean as Barbara Hall. Caitlin Sinnott as Riza. James Nichols as the Decaffeinated God. Angela Dumalag as Katerina Verloren. Rue Dickey as Young Valentine and the Waitress. Fenway Jones as Anne, the Inked Goddess. Nikki Ewart as Invasory. And Aidan Morgan as the Night Clerk. And the Credits Guy. And the guy who just told you all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs>